0: hello welcome back to tay rock rockin well the podcast i'm your host taylor rockwell and welcome back to yet another episode hi how is everybody feeling how has your week been because my week has been trash all right you might be thinking taylor hello wasn't this episode supposed to be uploaded like three? maybe even five days ago and the answer is yes and my apologies i have been sad now you might be asking why are you sad taylor we don't want to hear it come on don't give us the sad vibes and honestly i'm not here to tell the whole reasons i've been sad but i've been sad i've been hurt i've been sad it's been hard for me to get out of bed (sighs) basically i don't know Basically, I have a family member, and we kind of had a disagreement, and so we've been working through that, and it's been rough, and I've been sad, and so my week was not put off on a good start, all right? I was sad on Monday, I was sad on Tuesday, still sad on Wednesday, but on Wednesday, I had another thing coming for me, and what was that? I was getting my second dose of my coronavirus vaccine now i understand that it's kind of a controversial topic to be talking about the vaccines okay i see the hateful tiktoks online uh discouraging people who have got the vaccine i've seen the hateful TikToks, discouraging people who have not got the vaccine. It's kind of a divide in the community, and I know it can be a controversial topic, but for myself personally, I had chosen to get the coronavirus vaccine. Now, I did get the Johnson & Johnson. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. Was that a bad joke? Too soon? Sorry. I got the Pfizer, and I got the Pfizer, and I was doing a lot of research before getting my vaccine, I was a little nervous for a lot of reasons. Um, so I did venture out and start listening to other podcasts. I was reading some blogs, watching some YouTube videos, genuinely just trying to get a consumption, a consumption, a consumptious, what is the word I'm looking for? Oh gosh, Taylor. Um, consumption? I don't know. I was trying to get an idea of what everyone was experiencing when getting their coronavirus vaccine so i'm here to share my experience and my story as well if you are wondering or debating still if you should get the vaccine and if it is the right move for you or not so why was i nervous? one, i was nervous because i have a huge fear of... i don't even know if it's needles uh, i think the fear mostly is like somebody or something coming at me with a needle i think that's more of the fear and less the needle itself um. When I was a child, okay, my mom wouldn't tell me when I was having my vaccinations as a child. She would just take me out of school and tell me she's taking me for lunch. And then she would drive me to the doctor's office, ambush me with all of these shots that I now had to encounter, and then take me out of lunch. Now, am I saying all of my trauma should be put on my mother? No. Am I saying my mother contributed to my trauma? Yes. (laughs) Love you, Mom. I understand we are all just people trying to understand and raise children in the world. I get it. But that is part of the reason why I have fear around needles. I think that started. Another huge reason when I was very young, I had to have an oral procedure done. Um, it was like a surgery and they didn't put me to sleep for the surgery and I have very graphic memories of just me kind of freaking out and the nurses holding down my wrists and kind of holding down my chest so that way they can give me the numbing shots and it was just a really traumatizing experience. So let's just say my experience with shots have not been the best. I get anxiety when it comes around anything medical, dentist checkups even oh gosh anything that just has to do with like the medical field and shots i have anxiety so that was giving me a little bit of anxious feelings another thing that was giving me a lot of anxious feelings obviously the vaccine controversial am i supposed to get it am i not supposed to get it i don't know i was just feeling anxious about the situation but once i came to terms and i was confident with my decision i was ready to go now it took me a while to make my appointment um how i made my appointment actually jack made my appointment for me i think that he knew i was kind of struggling with making that first step and it wasn't really a conversation we had but i think he kind of knew that i just needed someone to hold my hand and make the first step with me so he helped me make the appointment now day of the appointment i woke up nervous not myself feeling a little anxious, kind of shutting down, wasn't really myself, wasn't talking, Um, but things that I did to take care of myself in that moment. I was drinking lots of water in case I had harsh symptoms from the, the vaccine. And secondly, I did a very light workout, light enough to release some endorphins and feel good and get a good pep to my day, but not enough to make me feel tired, fatigued, and extremely exhausted and sore the next day. So that's what I did uh, Jack also went and drove me to my appointment this day, uh, it was a good day, sunny, San Diego weather, nice, good day, it was kind of, actually, it was kind of cloudy, now that I think about it more, um, which I have this weird feeling, it makes no sense, I have no science behind it whatsoever, but I have this feeling around rainy days for some reason rainy days bring me a lot of comfort even gloomy or cloudy days they bring me a lot of comfort and so even though it was kind of sunny that day it was still kind of gloomy and cloudy and so that was kind of my way of being like all right the universe is telling me to calm down and it's gonna be okay so i get to my appointment and i got my vaccine on a military base it was the Miratop uh the miramar naval or marine base don't know if it's a naval or marine base but that's where i went to go get my vaccine now if you've ever had to get on a military base it is not exactly the most um welcoming scenario you know you're not at best buy they are like hey welcome come in do you want us to help you with anything it's not that and quite in fact it's quite the opposite okay you get one or two people. All right, you, you pull up to the gate and one person's eager to see your face and is eager to scan your ID and let you peacefully on to the base, okay? But most times it's someone very scary, very serious, and very big, very built, very muscular with guns wrapped all around his waist or her waist, but mostly it's a, a guy. And um, so you pull up and they just look at you like, hi like they're so annoyed with you, sometimes they don't even say anything, sometimes they just look at you, then look at their hand, and then open their fingers, like, give me your card, all right, so then you just kind of like, okay, here it is, and you, you give them their card, and, and then they look at it, and then they look at you, and then they look at it, and then they look at you again, like, that's not you on the card, and then they raise their eyebrow, like, hmm, i guess that's you and then they hand your car back and you say thank you have a good day and they don't respond and you kind of just awkwardly drive away 99% of the time that's me but i might be biased i don't know they kind of just bases just kind of make me anxious so i was kind of nervous that was setting the tone great so i walk into my clinic where i'm now going to be receiving my shot super nice we check me in we get my uh, paperwork filled out super great And so, I walk into one room, paperwork, next room, they check me in, and then I go into this third room. Now, when I enter the third room, very interesting things are happening. One, there's a row of chairs all lined up on the wall, okay? And so, I'm walking in, and I sit in one of those chairs. Then, there's like a second pot of chairs, and they're spread sporadically around the room. People are already sitting in these chairs. So, the people sitting in these chairs, let's call them Group A. I did not make group A. I am the first person in group B. So I'm sitting on the wall while the rest of group A is sitting in the room. And so I'm like, oh gosh, what's going on? Am I getting the vaccine? Is this where I'm getting the shot? Am I supposed to be in the middle of the room? What's happening? Again, I'm the first person starting group B. So I don't really know what's right or wrong. I don't have anybody next to me to be like, what are we supposed to be doing? You know, I just don't know yet. But anyway, so I'm sitting there anxious and... In this moment, I'm trying to tell myself, take deep breaths, okay? I can feel my heart wanting to jump through my throat, out of my body, and just lay on the floor. I don't know. It was really pounding hard. I'm trying to just be like, it's fine, Tayrock. This is what you want. You're doing a good thing. Everything's okay. You're not in danger. Live your best life. You're fine. And then the worst thing happened the absolute worst thing out of all of this that could be happening happened so one of the sailors he goes and grabs this box he's like ding the vaccines are ready so he goes next to each person sporadically sat sitting around the room and he puts a little shot next to each person and i'm like oh gosh am i getting the shot should i roll up my sleeve i don't know but he doesn't put a shot next to me so i'm like oh this becomes clear i'm part of group b and so suddenly he goes to the first person all the way across the room, he gets out the shot, he wipes their arm with a little alcohol swipe, and he goes, "Dink." he gives them a shot, I'm like, oh, oh shoot, we're doing this right now, right here, this isn't the waiting period, we're getting the shots in this room right now, okay, okay, it's fine, it's totally fine, Taylor, you're fine, Taylor, you're fine, like, it's fine, um, Freaking out a little bit. So then, not only do I have to watch the first person get their vaccine, but then ding, 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 I'm watching one, two, three, four other people get their vaccine. And then we get to the fifth woman. Okay, it's her turn. But I can tell she's nervous because her body is ma- being very obvious. She starts squirming. She's like, hang on, hang on, give me a second. You know, she's showing signs of obvious anxious you know, emotions, which I'm now watching her go through this kind of traumatic experience being like, oh gosh, poor thing. It's going to be fine. And so anyway, I have to watch her go through that. Then there's a woman sitting directly next to me in group A, you know, like we're not directly next to each other, but she's like the closest person to me. And the sailor comes to her and she's the last person to get the vaccine. And this poor queen, okay. He goes, okay, one, two, three and then she squeaks she squirrels she goes hey! like like it like it hurts her face is in automatic shock and i literally my eyes like open the size of balloons i'm like oh my gosh is she okay what just happened is this gonna hurt oh my grand. prior to this okay my grandmother is a nurse and she came out of retirement to give coronavirus shots within her city and so she was explaining to me the science behind why it shouldn't hurt and how it goes in your muscle and not something else. I don't know. Do your own research. I don't exactly remember the perfect scenario science words as to why it worked, but it worked. And so anyway, so I kind of already was going into it like it's not going to hurt because that's what my grandmother told me. It's going to be fine. And so next, next thing. All right. So. Um, it's my turn. So I'm the start of group B, obviously by now the rest of group B got here. And so they wipe down the chairs or whatever. And then I go in and fill in the chairs that were sporadically set, like sitting around the room now oh i brought jack with me by the way he was my emotional support husband and boy was he doing a good job he was holding my fanny pack he's holding my sunglasses he's holding my cell phone all the paperwork he's being very um do you want me to hold your hand do you not want me to hold your hand just very like you know approaching me with caution <laughs> He was a very good emotional support husband. Thank you. Appreciate you always. So Jack's with me. So we get to the we get to the chair and I'm sitting down and now a different sailor is approaching me, um, different from the first guy who gave the first group A all the shots. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? Are you nervous? And I'm like, haha, is it that obvious? Like, dang, I thought I was doing good with my deep breaths. Guess not. He's like, no, it's not going to hurt. It's going to be fine. Blah, blah, blah. And so... they're mixing up the next batches and they get them ready they bring them next to each other and i'm like oh gosh oh gosh it's right next to me i can see it i can see it it's right next to me oh so then i really am like okay you need to let this anxious thoughts go close your eyes okay deep breaths in deep breaths out it's gonna be okay And so I'm trying to close my eyes and come to this meditative state of mind, of relaxation, of being in control of my emotions, my feelings. And as I'm trying to get to this spot, all right, our little sailor friend who's giving the vaccines is asking me all these questions. Him and Jack are like vibing. They're like, oh my gosh, we golf. They're like connecting, becoming a bromance. I don't know. But then he tries to talk to me and include me in these questions. And I'm like, dude I don't know like I'm just trying to relax can you not talk to me right now I don't know and so anyway he goes okay do you want me to give you a countdown I'm like please no just I need you to do it so I close my eyes I'm in my meditative spot my arms super relaxed and I I find myself in bliss I'm like okay you're good you're in your meditative spot nothing's gonna hurt you here and so as the needle goes in I feel the initial prick you know it's punctured my skin I feel it it's in. And so I'm like, okay, it's in. You're going to be fine. You're going to feel a little bit more pain, but it's fine. It's in. You just need to wait this out 10 more seconds. You're going to be fine. Now I'm sitting there with my eyes closed and I'm deep breathing. And like I said, I'm waiting for a more intense feeling, more intense pain. And so I'm just sitting there with my eyes closed waiting. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, is it done? And so I open my eyes, and I look to my left, and Jack has this big old grin on his face. His eyes are open, his eyebrows are up, and he's just like, I can tell he's smiling behind his mask, and he's like, you know, like, that's it, I told you that was it. And then I look to my right, and the guy's not even next to me anymore, he has his back to me, and he's on to the next person. And then I like, you know, he turns around, and he's like, I told you it, that's it, you know, he's giggling too, he's in on the joke, apparently. So now i'm eager the hard part is done the first vaccine is in i'm ready to go and i'm like okay jack promised me starbucks after this so now i'm looking forward to that pink drink i'm lo- i'm excited and so then the symptoms that followed mm, i got fortunate with my first shot um the only symptoms that i really had was just a sore arm and it was pretty sore like really sore like if i thought about it too hard my arm might have fallen off if somebody gracefully like laid their eyes on my arm i could feel it um so it was rough but that was about it thankfully now let's fast forward to my second dose which was this wednesday and i'm not as nervous thankfully okay i'm not having anxiety built up prior to the shot um i'm feeling good so i get on a base go to the same clinic ready to go but then they're like oh hey okay so my appointment was at 145 and the clinic closed at two so they were like oh hey by the way if two more people don't show up we can't give you know, group, this group, their vaccines. Cause we only can give them within groups of five or maybe it's like six or if they had like a certain amount, they only can give the vaccine with. And I was like, dang it. Are you serious? I just drove all this way. And Jack took off the day off work the previous day just in case I had symptoms. So it kind of just threw off our system, but we were like, all right. So unfortunately, um, only one person came, not two. So they said, Hey, just go home, come back again tomorrow, we're super bummed. So as we're all kind of like, you know, dang it, and we're walking away, suddenly this family's coming in. And fortunately, it was a family of three, but only the child, it was a mom, and dad, and a child, only the 16-year-old child needed to get their vaccine, and ding, ding, that made our group complete, so they were like, yay, hurry up, just go get in, get your second dose, it was gonna be fun, so they throw us in, I go into the same room, and I sit down immediately, I don't have to wait, I don't have to watch people get their shots, and they're closing at two, and they're closing like right now, actually, so the woman who was giving me my shot is just like, oh, hey, what's up, sit down, you know, she like cleans my arm, she's like, she's talking to me she's like how was your first vaccine did you get any symptoms how do you feel and before I could even answer boom the shot was in and the shot was over super easy I knew what to expect I knew it was going to hurt I didn't have to get to that crazy meditative state I was just there the hard part was over and I'm ready to go so that was great Now, I had a feeling I was going to get symptoms the second time around, simply because, well, that's what everybody said. You're going to get symptoms the second time around. Um, It's more common, apparently. So that night, I went to my friend's house, and we had pizza. We had a good night. It was good. I got home around 9, and then um, I just felt tired, really tired. And I was like, "Mm, here it is. I'm tired. So I took a shower and I went to bed and around 2 a.m. I woke up and sure enough, there it was. I had the chills. I had body aches all over. I was nauseous and I had a headache. Cool. So I'm like, oh gosh, I'm doing everything I can to stay warm normally jack is a radiating heater when he sleeps literally a human heater when he sleeps but not tonight no not tonight tonight he decided i want to be a snowball and um exhibit no heating features so he was no help when it came to heating me i literally was grabbing onto his body for dear life like please warm me up i know you have the power within you and it didn't work but fortunately great husband. He was like, you know what? I can't warm you up with my own body, but I can warm you up with a nice bath. So he drew me a bath and he made me some tea. And from about 3 to 5 a.m., I sat in the bath and I drank some tea. This helped the chills. Obviously, I no longer had intense chills and it even helped with the body aches. So that was good. Around 5, I tried to go back to sleep and tried to get some rest. I was in like limbo between resting and being awake but i was ultimately getting rest so i was happy uh i woke up that next morning around eight still had mild body aches um and slowly but surely the symptoms just started to fade off that day my body aches wore off and the next following days i was just really tired and i was trying to sleep a lot and drink a lot of water so that was my experience getting the vaccine uh it's, it was a good one, I would say, I mean, I don't know if it's bad or good, I mean, I had three hours of intense symptoms, and that was it, so, you know, I'll take it, um, how do I feel after being vaccinated, I don't know, the confidence hasn't come yet, maybe it will come, um, I'm not, like, eager to, like, go to a festival or anything, you know, I fortunately didn't get coronavirus through this pandemic, which is very fortunate. Um, so I'm just trying to maintain caush- caution, but also, you know, just live my life. We're trying to, we're trying to get back to some type of good civilization within seeing each other. I guess. So I'm interested to see how it happens, how it goes. Feels good. Jack's been vaccinated for a while um so i shall see hopefully the confidence will acquire as you know a lot of my friends are vaccinated and i don't know i don't know how i feel yet i'll let you know but that's my story so if you're on the fence of should i should i not get it what should i expect hopefully my story helped to give you a little insight on one person's point of view getting the, the vaccine and i encourage you to do your research make the decision for yourself feel confident in that decision and move forward plain and simple so that was my week a little sad i had you know a little frenzy with a family member but i know we'll get through it and it'll be fine but it was definitely weighing heavy on me this week i got my vaccine wasn't exactly filling myself to the best of my you know best self fillings um But most importantly, I knew I had to record this podcast and I was going back and forth. Do I talk about my awful week? Do I talk about being vaccinated? I don't know if that's something I want to talk about socially on social platforms. I don't know. So I put on my Instagram story for a brief 30 minutes and just said, hey, no, I did that to my close friends on my close friends and said, hey, for like 30 minutes, do you have any podcast topics to talk about? Just in case I didn't want to talk about these topics at first. And one of my lovely friends, Maddie, she said, oh my gosh, can you please give relationship slash dating advice? And I immediately was like, this is great because... When she had suggested that topic, I was watching Love Is Blind, and now I don't know when Love Is like when Love Is Blind came out on Netflix, but let me tell you, they had to have known that I watched The Bachelor or that I'm like kind of in that circle because Netflix has never marketed a show to me so hardcore so many times in a row and I was like I do not want to watch that. The trailer was so uninteresting to me. I had no desire to watch that. But because Netflix kept putting it under my nose every 2 seconds saying like smell it you'll like it. I was like, "Oh, fine. Okay, fine. I'll watch it." Yeah. So I fell under the consistent marketing scheme. So I was watching Love is Blind. Let me tell you, first two episodes, cringy, awful. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't watch this. I'm not going to watch it. So I turn it off. <laughs> and then I'm scrolling Netflix one day, like a couple weeks later. And there it is. Again, continue watching Love is Blind. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I put it back on. <laughs> and awful, awful. Like, literally, the kind of cringe where you like want to like put your blanket over your head and like scream a little bit because it's so cringy to watch. If you don't know what love is blind, if you don't know what love is blind, wait, what love is blind? It's just a weird way to say the title in a sentence, I guess. But if you don't know the show Love is Blind, it's this, they call it an experiment where they bring in a group of girls and a group of men and they put them in separate little houses. So I have like a little frat house and a little fraternity house and they can like be with the girls. The girls can be with the girls, the guys can be with the guys. Fun, they're partying, they're having fun. But then they have like these pods where like the girls can enter on one side and then the guys can enter on the other side. And then like in between them is like a glass wall and it's like marble. It's kinda of like what bathroom windows are made out of, so you can't see into people's bathrooms. But basically they can hear each other but they can't see each other. And the whole purpose of the experiment, essentially, is to prove that looks aren't everything and that you can fall in love with somebody based upon who they are as a core person, who they are to the core. And that's, that's the whole theme of the show. But then it gets trippy, okay? <laughs> so did I mention that in order to meet the person behind the pod, they have to propose. Yes, the man has to. Pur- well, I guess the girl can do it too. But all the guys did it in this in this experiment. The guys all proposed to these women behind a glass door after talking for a week. Some were, some went like proposed within like four days. Others did it at like day eight or nine. But essentially, it was around a week, and they proposed. And that was the only way that they were able to meet each other behind the glass. So, let's say me and... I don't want to use my own husband. Let me make up my fake scenario boyfriend. Mm. Let's give him a J name. Let's call him Jackie. <laughs> that's not that's not unique. I can't see myself with Josh. Are you kidding me? Okay. Josh, Jake... Mm. We'll use Zach because Zach is like a knockoff of Jack. Sorry, Zach's. Um, Okay, so I have Zach. All right, so Zach's behind the the wall and I'm on the other wall. And he's like, what's your favorite color, Taylor? And I'm like, "Mm, I like black. And I'm like, what's your favorite color? And he's like, oh my gosh, black is my favorite color too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're meant to be together. And he's like, I agree. Will you marry me? And I'm like, Zach, of course I'd marry you. And then, and then we get a meet in real life and I'm like, Zach, let me look at you. And I was like, dang it, you have blonde hair. Oh, I normally like guys with darker haired features, but I'm not gonna say that out loud. You look beautiful. I just love who you are on the inside. And I'm like, oh, and you have, and you have a weird mole on your hand. It's like, no, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I loved you because you liked the color black and I liked the color black. So we're meant to be together. Um, so that's essentially the wrap-up of the entire first, like, three episodes, so if you want to skip those cringy episodes, I just wrapped it up in one good shell for you. So then, as the season progresses, the couples get to meet in real life, and then they go on this romantic getaway in Mexico, I think, it's just like, a nice beachy area where then they can stay in a hotel together, and then they can kind of, like, see, just have, like, more deeper conversations. And then they also get to, like, then regroup with the rest of the group and, like, meet each other now as a couple. It's, like, all the couples get to meet. But it's, like, keep in mind, one person was, like, dating all of these people at first. Like, they have to have interviews with every single potential marriage candidate. So they all know each other on some level. So then they meet each other in real life. And, like, there's, like, obviously drama. Like, someone said they were going to propose but then didn't, and proposed to somebody else, like, you know, like, the obvious drama, so then, like, there was, like, this one girl who, like, wanted that proposal, not necessarily the guy who proposed to her, just kind of, like, you know, good reality TV, and so it's fun, I'm like, okay, I'm watching it, it's fine, it's just kind of, like, in the background, um, But I'm enjoying it, obviously, I'm still watching it, even though I'm acting like a hater right now, I was still watching it, enjoying it, it was entertaining, so don't let me deter you from watching it, or if you're a fan, I understand why you're a fan, because I watched it all the way into the last episodes, so let's get to the last episodes, (laughs) okay? (laughs) So I'm on my computer, minding my own business, doing my thing, and it's on, And how it works is apparently it becomes very obvious that in their contracts with the show is that they have to, get this, they have to invite their entire friends and family to this wedding. They not only have to go to the wedding, but they have to pick out a dress, they have to get rings, they have to do their makeup, they have to stand in front of someone who's about to marry them. And so how it works is the guy's standing and he's like, before me, I have Taylor and Zach. And they're like, Zach, would you take Taylor to be your lawful wedded wife? And Zach's like, of course I do. Tayrock's the freaking best. Who wouldn't want to marry her? And then in my head, I'm like, oh gosh, my palms are getting sweaty. And I'm like, oh. So then they're like, Tayrock, would you like to marry Zach to be your awful wedded husband? Did I say awful? Anyway. A husband and I'm like Zach you know from the moment I met you I knew that me and you had a deeper connection we both liked the color black and I've never met someone who liked the color black as much as I have so I know that we are soulmates on some level but today I stand before you and I don't and the crowd goes wild everyone's like (sighs) my family is like oh, and they start crying and my friends low-key are like yes date no we like Jax we don't like Zachs. and then like Zach's family's like oh my gosh that freaking bitch how could she do that and it's like awful and then I like run away in tears and like Start like crying, and then like Zach's on the podium, and he's like so embarrassed because he's standing up in front of all these friends and families of his own, and then also mine. <clears throat> I don't know how I brought it back to me and Zach, but I was like, I'm watching this couple, and he's like, she's like, okay, so I'm watching this couple, and she's like, of course I'd marry you. I love you so much. And then they're like, do you want to marry her? And he said no, and. Honestly, my jaw went from my face down to my toes because I was like, there's no way this is real. (laughs) And she starts like quivering and shaking, obviously. And she takes off her veil and like, she just grabs her dress and she just starts running. And she runs and she runs. She runs outside. She runs through the forest. She like falls like in this mountain her white dress is now like filthy covered in dirt her mom's like chasing after her they're like where are you and i'm like still in shock my eyes are like about to bust out of my face i can't comprehend what's even happening right in front of me and so anyway i'm like oh my gosh now i'm invested so now i'm just skipping through all the episode just getting to the part where they're like Do you, will you marry them on each of these couples? And I'm like, there's no way. There's no way like all of them say no, you know, because there's like four or five couples. Well, then the first one, strike one, they're out. They're not getting married. The second one, strike two, they're not getting married. (laughs) And then the third one, they got married, which was like confusing because you were like, how the heck out of all the couples did they get, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I'm pretty sure only like one couple made it out of this alive. Maybe two. And it was like, I don't even know. I was just like, what is going on? This show is crazy. So I'm watching the show, and then also my friend's like, hey, do you have any dating relationship advice? That would be a cool topic to discuss. And I was like, oh my gosh, Maddie, I was just thinking about that because I was watching Love is Blind and it's kind of like whack. I was thinking like, I should talk about this. And she was like, oh my gosh, I only asked because I was watching Love is Blind. And I was like, wow, Maddie, we have so much in common. We should probably get married and meet in real life. I did not say that, but For the theme of the podcast, maybe I did. Oh gosh. Okay, this podcast is already at 40 minutes. So should I talk long about you know what? We're here for a good time. I'm gonna talk. It's probably gonna be a long podcast. Get your snacks, get your water, get your wine, unless you're driving, get in your car, you know, drive with me. Let's just have a let's just have a powwow and let's talk about dating. Now, when it comes to dating. Do I have a lot of experience? No. Okay. I got married when I was two years old. Um, Not really. I got married when I was 18. It was an arranged marriage. Just kidding. It was not an arranged marriage. It was with Jack. Because always pick a Jack over a Zag. Hashtag Jack over a Zag. And so, I mean, I started dating Jack when I was like 16. I think yeah 16 so all of my dating life was not real dating life I never had to date as an adult it was always very juvenile dating if you will so take all my advice with 10 grains of salt also I just want to like mention this on the podcast because it's kind of something that I always tell people or remind myself When anyone is giving you advice or even speaking their mind to you in any way that's opinion-based, just remember that their opinion is formed based upon lessons they've learned, days they've lived, and people they've talked to. So, what does that mean, right, Tay? What does that mean? All I know is that when people tell me stuff, I respect what they're saying, And I do take a lot of what people say with me, but I always remember that they're telling me that based upon a biased experience that they might have had. And so that has always helped me in life, just kind of deciphering whose words I want to interpret and whose words am I just going to kind of let them just be. And so when I talk to you about dating or relationship advice, I want you to kind of remember that everything that I'm saying is extremely biased based upon my own dating relationship, like stories. Um, so just kind of, just want to leave that there, you know, don't compare yourself to me too much based upon your own experiences and days you've lived and maybe take what you want and leave what you don't want. You know, I always say that, but I think it's important to remember that when you're taking advice from people. Okay okay so dating relationship advice what do i have well i have no notes in front of me so let me think first thing that comes to mind is that i always tell people when when i say people i mean my friends when they're trying to decipher if this guy most of my friends are girls okay so when i talk about dating i'm going to be talking about Dating on a general spectrum, but the examples I'm going to be using are my friends' examples. So I'm going to be using the girl side of everything. So when I talk to my friends and they're like, "Is this guy the one worth it? Is he a good guy? Is he kind of not it? Like what what's going on?" Whenever I try to help my friends decipher um, when it comes to finding a partner, the thing that I always say to them is that I remind them. That falling in love is not the hard part. Okay. Falling in love is not the hard part. It could be falling in love slash lust is not the hard part. Falling in lust, not the hard part. That That's easy, okay? And obviously everyone's going to tell you that's easy. Take love is blind, for instance. Me and Zach both loved black. Therefore, we both loved each other. That's not the hard part when it comes to finding yourself a partner. The hard part is making sure that your person is your teammate in life. Now, I always get cautious when I give this example because people know my spouse and they know us you know, when they think Tay Rock, they think J Rock. You know, we're married, the Rockwells. So, I'm not saying this in any way to belittle my own relationship or to talk. <clears throat> you know, I'm just gonna say it, but then I'll explain. When I when it comes to Jack and I, it's just like, obviously, I'm in love with my own husband. Hello, I love him to pieces. He's literally everything to me, but let's say in some other stimulation <laughs> uh we <clears throat> no longer are together we separate and he goes his own way and i go my own way there's no doubt within my own head that in my days without jack that i would be able to fall in love with somebody else and there's no doubt with days without me that we're like no longer together that he wouldn't be able to fall in love with somebody else either jack's the greatest human of all time, and I'm the second greatest human of all time, of course people are going to fall in love with us, Um, so that's not the hard part, but like, let's say I find a Zach, okay, and Zach works at American Eagle, and he still lives with his parents, and yeah, that's Zach's, that's Zach's current state of life. Now, I'm not going to judge Zach for his current state of life. You know, I'm not going to judge it because I love Zach. Me and Zach are in love. We love each other so much. I want to spend every minute of my life with Zach because he makes me laugh or whatever it is. And the only problem is I am an entrepreneur and I have big dreams when it comes to my life. I want to build a business and I want a lot of things that come with hard work or a lot of risky, not even risky, but just kind of like, okay, like sometimes I tell people stuff and I can just see the doubt in their eyes. I'm just like, all right, well, prove it to you, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, I just have a lot of drive behind me. I have a lot of things I want to do. And Zach on the other side is like, yeah, no, 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 mm mm um, I think I'd rather live with my parents forever, Taylor, it's cheaper, you know, we don't have to buy our own house, why would we buy our own house when we can live with my parents, or, you know, not even necessarily that, okay, I'll get to that later, but, you know what I mean, it's just, like, we're not good partners, he wants different things in life than I do, he wants to live his life in, like, let's say he wants to live in, like, Idaho, because that's where his family lives, well, I don't want to live in Idaho, I want to live in California, next to the beach where I can surf, Something like that, and you know, as much as we're in love, as much as Zach makes me so happy, as much as Lottie, Dotty do, we don't have to be together because we wouldn't make good life partners. Does that make sense? So my advice when it comes to dating is, <clears throat> if you're dating to just date or like figure out what you like or what you don't like, and you're still kind of figuring out and you're new to the game, that's fine. I'm talking about the people who are like, okay, talk clock is a ticking. I just graduated grad school. I'm ready to start settling down, get a career, and find my person. Like, wherever you're at in life, if you're ready to just start being more serious about dating and really start taking actual potential candidates, start thinking about, do I love this person, yes or no? Because that is not the hard part. The hard part is, is this person going to be a good life partner? And life partner is important because like I said I was really young when I got married <clears throat> therefore I had a lot of growing up to do with my person with Jack and a lot of that revolved around making important decisions for us which decisions we might not even have thought about prior to getting married but now we're overcoming this thing in front of us and we're like okay it's time to make important important decisions And it would be rough if I wanted to go one way with that important decision, and Jack wanted to go that way with other important decisions. That would just be rough, you know? Thankfully, Jack and I make amazing life partners, and we're kind of just always on the same wavelength when it comes to our goals, desires, and the motion of the ocean we want to move. So that wasn't a sexual reference, by the way. Did that sound sexual? I don't know. I just meant like where we want to move in life. Anyway, so yeah. So that's my advice. If I was in love with somebody and they didn't want what I wanted in life, the answer is obvious. Sorry, Zach, you got to go. You can live with your parents forever. You can be at American Eagle, live your best life. I appreciate that. But I hope that you find somebody who wants the same thing because I don't want a Zach. I got to go find me a Jack, Okay so i found myself a a jack so now we're in a committed marriage we've been married we're going on four years we'll be married for four years in 2021 yes so we've been married for a small amount of time but a good amount of time and so with marriage i've learned a lot and my advice for you being in a committed relationship is also revolved around the word love And what does love mean to you? And love can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. Again, based upon what scenario their life is upon. What days they've lived. What people they've surrounded themselves with. What they've experienced love. What they define love as. And for myself personally, I don't necessarily know if I have words that describe the word love. But I just know the feeling I know it sounds cheesy, but I know within my heart when I am feeling love from not only my spouse, but from family members or friends, or I just know who actually loves me, right? And I guess the general rule I would go upon is like respect. Like who respects you? And not just like, respect is kind of a weird dominant word, but that's not what I mean. I mean like someone who loves me enough to respect me as me. Is that a good way to put it? I hope it is. But that's not my advice is to define your own love as respect and let people respect you. That's not it. My advice to you is to figure out what you define love as and what love feels like to you. And once you know that, I would encourage you to let others around you that means something to you know what that means to you like love language you know it's like some people like gifts some people don't like gifts so you need to let people around you like hey the only way i'm gonna know if you love me is if you buy me some presents so if you let people know they're like well normally i tell people i love them by just telling them i love them but since she likes to buy gift presents i'll buy her some presents You know what i mean it's just like communicating the way you like to be loved so then others around you even though they have a different way of showing love they can at least understand where you might be coming from or how you might want to be loved doing this is my advice because once you understand yourself it's then easier to then let others know about yourself but most importantly it's a good metric to line up when you're being loved versus when you're not and just remember You know, the classic saying, actions speak louder than words. If someone is saying they love you, but not necessarily acting like they love you, and it's not lining up to that metric of how you perceive love, don't feel like just because they're saying I love you means that they love you. I don't know if that sounds powerful or if that sounds sad. I don't know. But that's my advice is to know, know your worth, I guess. Is that what that saying means? I don't really know what love your, know your worth really means. Maybe that's what it means. But just knowing how you want to be loved, at least letting the people around you know, this is how I like to be loved, and having that conversation. And then letting them love you, not just say they love you. Because that's where I've seen many of my friends get in hurtful relationships. You know, the type where they stay in kind of awful relationships just because they think they love that person or they know they love that person, and that person just generally doesn't respect them. But they love each other, right? Well, I'm sure they do, but does that mean they should be together? I don't know. Not my call. But... It's something to think about if you are ever in a relationship where you're feeling like this person says they love me, I love them, but they don't treat me like they love me. And I'm not saying run away, you know, but maybe just know when it's time to communicate that disconnect and be like, hey, your actions aren't really speaking up to your words. Or, you know, know when it is time to walk away and gracefully just say like, you know, it's not gonna work Zach, I'm sorry dude, you're just not it, I just will never want a Zach in my entire life, so you, you just can't love me, so that's my advice, okay, it's just to know yourself enough to then communicate that to others, and then have a metric to line up with, another thing, Ooh, don't want to say it because it's just cliche you know but loving yourself first to then love others okay Ugh, i hate it i really do that saying i just don't like it but i guess it has some truth behind it putting in the work to be the best version of yourself pays off in so many aspects feeling yourself the tools the nutrition the mindset whatever you need as an individual to be the most evolved version of yourself just ripples into all of your relationships your family your friends your spouse whatever it is so the saying love yourself to then love others i mean like it makes sense i just don't like it i don't know why i don't like that saying but what i'm saying is put in the time put in the self-work When you become sure of yourself, you then can be stronger for others. There's times where, you know, Jack's not always his most evolved self. He's in a stage of growing or he's just sad, you know, like just sad. But because I'm sure of myself and because I have the tools to be strong, I then can be strong for myself and then for Jack and vice versa. I've been so sad this last week. Sad. Haven't been practicing my time blocking. I didn't have school this week because school's out. My schedule's all blown off. I've just been sick. Uh, just not it. Not really treating myself kindly. Haven't been drinking lots of water. My nutrition hasn't been like a full circle. It's kind of been lacking a lot of things. And that's good to note that, you know, I'm not always on a high note in relationships. You're not always on a high note, but it's good that, you know, he's strong enough to just kind of like not necessarily take care of me in the sense of like fix all my problems, but he's there to hold things where I'm, where I can't hold things. Does that make sense? And so my, my advice just brings back Put the time in to be the best version of yourself. It pays off in every aspect of your life. I really can't emphasize that enough. And doing that just allows love to be, you know? Don't put too much pressure on yourself to have a certain relationship. Don't put any pressure on time, you know? A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I'm about to be 30, I need to already have kids and be married by now. It's just like, let it go. You know, like, I've recently, like, time is not time. Time, I'm letting myself learn how to live in the present moment by not letting myself have a concept of time, instead just letting time be a concept of now. I don't know if that makes sense, but don't think too far into the what ifs of the future or the dangits of the past. Let yourself be in the now, do the work, and just, you know, just be sure of what you want, who you are, and, and voila. (sighs) But I just said something that triggered me. It's what you want, okay? That triggered me because when I was watching Love is Blind, something that just made me cringe so hard was that. In a sad way, these people just wanted to be married so dearly that they were optimistic to any solution to that, which is understandable, you know, like it could have worked. I think it did work for one couple. I don't know. But the point is, is don't think about it in terms of what you want and if your person is able to offer that to you. Because, let's think about that. If I know what i want i don't want to use me as an example that's okay let's use hmm samantha and kevin they're in a loving relationship okay and let's say samantha knows exactly what she wants like let's say her like main things are like she wants i don't know uh like someone i don't know what she wants something to like she wants someone to like cuddle her always or like always make her dinners and Okay, these are like superficial things. I'm just going to use a vague term, like a vague metaphor. Let's say she always, like she always wants something. And she's always like looking for that something in Kevin. She's expecting that from Kevin. And then Kevin on the other side of the relationship also knows what he wants. And he's always looking for that in Samantha. And he's always like, dang, can can she do this for me? What does she have to offer for me? That's what it is. What does the other person have to offer to me? And that mindset of dating, I just think is not a good mindset. And that was what was heavily pre- like prevalent in Love Is Blind. They were just like, "What can this can this person offer me? The husband of my dreams? Can this person be the wife of my life?" Like, just they were just like, "What can this person give me instead?" The answer should or could be, what can you give the other person? Okay, let's think about it. If Samantha is like, want, 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 she's a negative sign, right? If Kevin is like, I want, 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 he's a negative sign too. If Samantha is so consumed in what she wants and Kevin is so consumed in what he wants they're ultimately not giving each other what they want because Samantha can't focus on what Kevin wants because she's too focused on what she wants. Kevin can't focus on what Samantha wants because Samantha is, or because Kevin's too focused on what he wants. Did I say that right? Too many Samanthas and Kevins. But if you've Put in the time again, like love yourself to then love others. If Samantha puts in the time to be sure of herself and give herself that love, that want factor, then she'll have enough energy to give. So if she gives if she gives herself all of the wanting desires she has, then she has enough energy to then give to Kevin. And same for Kevin. If Kevin can give himself what he wants, he then has energy to give to Samantha. So then, now, Samantha is no longer a negative sign because she's a positive sign because now she can give something. And Kevin is no longer a negative sign. He's a positive sign because now he has energy to give to Samantha. So now, instead of being in a relationship with two negative signs, they're in a relationship with two positive signs, which is just what you want, you know? If Kevin's taking care of Samantha, he's not worried about what he wants because Samantha's giving him what he wants because... They're both in a giving relationship, not a gimme, 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 wait, gimme, give me relationship. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say, but does that make sense? Are my points clear? I don't know. Let me know. Um, Those are just my general relationship advice. Obviously, relationships are just so different and so unique, and that's the beauty in them, I guess, you know? And there's not a real clear across advice I have, but my advice is just simple, figuring yourself out and then figuring out your relationship really and not putting too much pressure on it and knowing when to give and when to walk away. And just remember, there's no answer when you should give and when you should walk away. The answer is for you to figure out for yourself personally. This podcast just hit an hour, so I think it's good time to wrap it up. I appreciate you for listening. As always, if you did get this far, let me know your thoughts about this week's episode. I'm still... I feel a little bit bad that there wasn't a clear-cut message or wasn't like super inspirational. I'm still trying to figure out the vibe and the tone of this podcast. So if you liked this version, let me know and kind of help me figure out what's the direction we should be going with this podcast. I like where it's going so far. I like just sitting down and talking to you guys like this. It's kind of fun. Um, I enjoy it. Let me know what you think. You can email me at Rockwell at plantsandpalates.com. You can DM me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Taylor underscore Rockwall with three L's. You can buy a plant from me, because <laughs> I know you're wondering how the heck does a plant get mailed in the mail, and I will show it to you. Um, my Instagram for that is at plants.and.pilates, or my website is plantsandpilates.com. And yes, thank you again. Oh, Next episode is going to be so much fun. I have a guest coming on. He is a public speaker slash health coach or life coach. He's a life coach. Uh, I need to fact check that actually. But uh, he's on next next episode. The podcast is already recorded, so I already can tell you that it's going to be great. He really touches on the topics of Um, anxiety depression and relationships actually so it was a good episode and I'll see you then and yeah thank you again so much for listening I appreciate it message me buy a plant for me all the things and I'll see you in the next episode bye